Hey everybody, I'm Matthew Laria, and you're watching the Faithful Life broadcast. Let's pray and release faith over today's broadcast, and then we'll get right into the Word. Father, we do thank you again today, Lord, for your Word. Lord, we love your Word, and we ask you today for revelation of it. We ask you today for grace and help to receive it, to put it into practice, and to see it work in our lives. And Father, I release my faith today over everybody watching the broadcast Lord, I thank you for ministering to them today through this broadcast in a great and in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, on the next five episodes of the broadcast, we're going to be doing a series of teachings entitled, God Wants You Blessed. Now, let's go over to Galatians chapter 3, and this is going to be our foundation text in this series, Galatians chapter 3, and we're going to look here at verse 13. It says there that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, what did it say there? It said that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. One definition of that word redeemed is to rescue Christ rescued us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. And why did he do it? Verse 14 says, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that's you and me, non-Jewish people, through Jesus Christ. And so you can see from that verse that it is apparent that God wants us blessed. How do we know that? Because Jesus became a curse for us. Why? So that we wouldn't have to be cursed, so that we could be blessed. And so, friend, it is a non-debatable Bible truth that God wants his people blessed. I mean, if he wanted us cursed, all he had to do <laughs> was just leave us alone because we were already cursed. But he didn't want us cursed. He wanted us blessed. And so he became the curse for us so that we could be blessed. Now, you get a picture into this reality that God wants us blessed by looking at what God did with man right after he created the man. In fact, let's go over to Genesis chapter 1, and let me read you a verse there in Genesis 1, and we will look there starting in verse 26. It says there, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Now, friend, I want you, I want you to see here what was the first thing God did with a man after he created the man. You see it right here in verse 28. It says, and God blessed them. And so the first thing God ever did for man, with a man, after he created him, is he blessed them. And so you can see God's original overwhelming desire that I want my people blessed. You see it again in Deuteronomy 30, in verse 19, God says this. He said, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. You see it again in that verse, God saying, I've set before you life and death. I've set before you blessing and cursing, but here's what I want for you. (laughs) I want life for you. I want blessing for you. So come on, friends, say it with me today as you're watching the broadcast. God wants me blessed. Come on, say it again. God wants me blessed. He doesn't want me cursed. Now, why is this so? Why does God want us blessed? Why doesn't he want us cursed? Well, you'll find the answer to that in Deuteronomy 23, 5. So let's go over there. Deuteronomy 23, 5 says this. It says, the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing unto you because the Lord your God loved you. Let me read it to you again. The Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing unto you because the Lord your God loved you. Why did God turn the curse into a blessing for his people? Because he loved them. And see, friend, when you love someone, connected to that is you want them blessed. What does that mean? If you, if you look up that word blessed in Deuteronomy 23, 5, it means prosperity. And prosperity means to do well. And when you love someone, you want them blessed. You want them prospering. You want them to do well. If you don't want someone blessed, if you don't want them to prosper, if you don't want them to do well, then you don't love them. Because if you did love them, you'd want them to do well. And this is the reason why God doesn't want you and I cursed. The reason is, is because he loves us. He doesn't want us to not do well and be cursed He wants us to do well, to be blessed, to prosper. And the reason is, is because he loves us. You see this in 3 John 2. It says there, beloved, this is John writing to Gaius. And he's writing uh, not just a letter from man to another man. This is written by inspiration of the Spirit of God. 
And he said, Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper. The word prosper there means that you may succeed or farewell, or you could say do well. Beloved, I, I wish, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now you see in that verse, he addressed Gaius as my beloved. Well, friend, we are God's beloved. And if you love someone, then one of the things that you want for them above anything else is you want them blessed. You want them to prosper. You want to see them do well. And so God's love and his blessing, you can't separate these two. Because he loves us, he desires for us to be blessed. And so you can't say God loves us, but he's pretty much indifferent about us prospering, about us doing well, about us being blessed. No, you, you can't separate those two. If you say he loves us, then you have to say that he wants us blessed, he wants us prosperous, and he wants us doing well. Now, I don't know of a Christian that has a problem with uh, the idea that God loves us. I don't know a Christian that has a problem with that. But there are a whole group of Christians that do have a problem with God believing that God wants us to prosper, believing that God wants us to be blessed. They'll, they'll say God loves us, but he doesn't care anything about us being blessed or being prosperous. And you, you have to lay hold of the reality that you can't separate those two. No, if God loves me, then he wants me blessed, he wants me prosperous, and he wants me doing well. Praise the Lord. Now let's go back to Galatians chapter three then. And uh, we're gonna look, uh, hang around a lot on today's broadcast, verse 13 there. And uh, I wanna read that there again in verse 13. It says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now that word redeemed deals with um, rescuing or ransoming by payment. Redeemed has to do with payment or ransoming by payment. The Amplified Bible says it like this, Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law. He purchased it. The Expanded Bible says Christ took away our bought our freedom from the curse the law put on us. Friend, God's desire to see us blessed was so great that he paid for it at his own expense. It cost Jesus personally for you and I to be blessed. He bought it. Why, why did he buy it? Why did he purchase it? Because he valued it and he wanted it. And so he bought it. I mean, why do you and I buy things? Because we value them, because we want them, and so we buy them. And Jesus valued you and I being blessed. 
and he wanted the curse off of us and the blessing on us. And so he paid for it at his own expense. Our freedom from the curse. He valued it. He wanted it. And so he bought it. And friend, you can begin to see greater and greater how much God wants you blessed. Say it with me again. God wants me blessed. Come on, friend, one more time. Say it with me. God wants me blessed. Now, in the easy-to-read version of Galatians 3.13, it says that, that Jesus changed places with us and put himself under that curse. He changed places with us. <laughs> this is so good. And put himself under the curse. Why? He wants us blessed. The worldwide English says this, he took the curse on himself. Why would he do that? Because he wants us blessed. And you're beginning to see that he did it at his own expense. He became the curse for us so that we wouldn't have to be cursed, so that we could be blessed. Um, the CEV says it like this, he became a curse in our place. Let me read those to you again. The easy to read said he changed places with us and put himself under that curse. The worldwide English says he took the curse on himself. The CV says he became a curse in our place. And why did he do it? Why did he do that? The expanded Bible says in verse 14, Christ did this so that God's blessing promised to Abraham might come through Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. The New Living Version says it like this, Jesus did that so that the good things that came to Abraham might come to the people who are not Jews. You know, the United States Coast Guard has a saying or a motto, and it's this, so others may live. What is the motto? So others may live. Now the Coast Guard are the ones that go rescue people in uh, situations where they're in turmoil on water or on the sea. And the United States Coast Guards are the ones that fly in by helicopter. They jump out of the helicopter. They risk their own lives. And their motto is this, why do they do that? Why would you do that? I mean, why, why would you train and go through the training and then put yourself in this risky situation, this life or death situation and risk your own life? Why would you do that so others may live? And that reminds me of Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Why would Jesus become a curse for you and me so that we, could be blessed. You ask Jesus, Jesus, why did you become a curse? This is where the United States Coast Guard got, got their model. Even if they don't know it, this is where they got it. Jesus would tell you so that others could be blessed. Come on, friend, this is good news, isn't it? Now, I want to go over to, um, uh, let's look back up again there at Galatians 3.13. And I want to see, want you to see that phrasing there that it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse 
for us so that we, so that the blessing of Abraham could come on us. And you begin to see an exchange take place in that verse. Jesus was blessed and saw us cursed and didn't want it that way. And so he said, I'm going to take your curse and then I'm going to give you my blessing. You see an exchange happening. It was an exchange. I'm going to take the curse and you're going to get the blessing. Now, this is an exchange that you see throughout other verses in Scripture of Jesus taking something for us and then giving something to us. And whatever he took is a curse. Whatever he gave is a blessing. There is this blessing curse exchange happening. And so let me read you some other verses that will illustrate this exchange even better. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says this, We know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. And so what was going on there? He's taking the poverty, that's the curse, and he's giving you rich, that's a blessing. Poverty, the curse, rich, the blessing. In um, Matthew eight seventeen, it says um, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself, Jesus took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses. What's he doing? He's taking the sickness, taking the disease, that's the curse. And what did he give in exchange? He's given us health and healing. What did that verse say? He took our infirmities, bore our um, sicknesses. That's becoming the curse. Sickness and disease is a curse. Healing and health, that's a blessing. Now in Isaiah 53, verse four, it says he has borne our griefs. Griefs are a curse. He's carried our sorrows. Sorrows are a curse. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Come on, being wounded, being bruised, that's a curse. The chastisement or the pain of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. Now that word peace in that verse means our well-being, our happiness, our health, our prosperity. The pain for our happiness, for our health, for our well-being, for our prosperity was on him. And so he took the pain and gave us peace. Pain and hurting is a curse. Peace is a blessing. Why would he do all this? He wants you blessed. He doesn't want you cursed. And so you can see from these verses, he doesn't want you poor. That's a curse. Doesn't want you sick. That's a curse. Doesn't want you in pain. That's a curse. He doesn't want you not doing well. That's a curse. What he wants for you and for me is he wants us blessed. 
He wants us rich in every area of our life. He wants us healed. He wants us in peace. He wants us in prosperity. He wants us happy. He wants us doing well. Friend, if he didn't want it that way, all God has to do is just leave us alone. And it would have been that way. But God didn't want it that way. He wanted us blessed and not cursed. And this is why Jesus became a curse. Now, um, friend, one thing that you, you that we need to lay hold of, and, and this is vitally important, a major key to enjoying God's blessing in your life is to get rooted in the reality that He wants you blessed. Friend, if you are not rooted in that reality, you will not enjoy God's blessing in your life. In fact, I'll say to the degree that you are rooted in the reality that God wants you blessed, that is the degree to which you will enjoy His blessing in your life. Friends, spiritual things have to be contended for. And what I mean by that is you and I have an adversary out there that doesn't want us blessed, that doesn't want us to enjoy the things that God has given to us. And so if you and I are going to enjoy the things that God has given to us, it's not going to come without a fight or without a contention. The enemy doesn't want us to enjoy God's blessing and to enjoy a blessed existence in our lives. And so when we go to try to enjoy that kind of existence, he is going to be there to push back on us. In um, Galatians chapter 3, verse 9, it says this, They which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And so God has given us his blessing and we are blessed. But if we are going to enjoy that in our lives, then we're going to have to contend for it. We're going to have to stand for it. We're going to have to push back against the enemy for it and go after it. See, just because God has given something to you doesn't mean you automatically enjoy it. You have to contend for it. You have to go get it. In Deuteronomy chapter 2, um, God had given his people the promised land. And this is what he said to him in verse 24. He said, Behold, I have given into your hand Shion the Amorite king of Heshbon and his land. What's he saying? I've given you his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. And so what God's saying, he's saying, I've given it to you. Now you got to go get it. It's yours. It belongs to you. But you got to go contend for it. You got to go fight for it. And friend, God has given us his blessing and we are blessed. But to enjoy a blessed existence, we must contend for it um, if we're going to enjoy it. Spiritual things must be contended for if they are going to be enjoyed. In fact, in Jude, chapter, uh, Jude 1 verse 3, it says, contend for the faith. Now, what am I talking to you about? If you are not rooted in the reality that God wants you blessed, the moment you speak, uh, experience a little bit of resistance, friend, you will back off of it. 
you will let go of it. But if you are convinced that God doesn't want you cursed and that God wants you blessed and you are rooted in that reality, then you will go for it and you will not stop when you encounter resistance. Come on, if you're experiencing symptoms of depression and anxiety, but you know God wants you blessed, you will not stop. You'll tell the devil, no, God does not want me cursed. And this anxiety and this depression, this is the curse and God wants me blessed. And so I'm going after his peace. I'm going after his joy and I'm not going to stop until I get it. And when you contend for these things that God has laid up for you like that, that is when you will enjoy them. And it's only when you will enjoy them is when you contend for them like that. But you won't contend for them like that if you're not sure that God wants you blessed. And so to enjoy God's blessing, you must contend for it. But to contend for it, you must be rooted in the reality that God wants you blessed. And friend, if you are not convinced of it, you will back off of it when pressure comes. And the devil will always try to talk you out of it. He'll use preachers. He'll use other Christians to oh God to tell you, oh, God doesn't care whether or not you prosper down here. God doesn't care whether or not you're blessed because what the devil wants is he wants to bring the curse into your life and he wants you to just lay down and accept it. But if you are convinced and rooted in the reality that God wants you blessed, you'll go after it with all your heart and you will enjoy his blessing in your life. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we do thank you today that you want us blessed. You want us enjoying a blessed existence in this life and on this earth, and you don't want us cursed. And so, Father, on the upcoming broadcast, over these next five episodes, Lord, we ask you, help us to get rooted in the reality that you want us blessed and help us, show us how to enjoy greater levels of your blessing in our lives than we've ever enjoyed before. And Father, we do thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, thank you so much for watching today's broadcast. Now, don't forget to come back next time because we're gonna continue this series entitled God wants me blessed. And friend, we're going to get into some good things that are going to help you enjoy more of God's blessing in your life. Praise the Lord. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching the Faith for Life broadcast. Go to mam.tv to download the free study notes from today's broadcast. You can also request your free copy of our mini book faith declarations. In this book, you'll find declarations from the Word of God that will feed your faith and help you experience victory in your life. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. In this life, we will encounter challenges, but through the Word of God, we can experience victory over every challenge. In Matthew's book, Victory in Troubled Times, he gives us five keys to experience victory in the midst of adversity. Order your copy today at mam.tv or on Amazon. 
Today's broadcast was made possible by the partners of Matthew Alaria Ministries and the members of North Smoke Church. Go to mam.tv to become a partner today and help us take the message of faith to this generation.